So, uh, have either of you guys been riding bikes much lately? Absolutely fucking lutely not. <laughs> Back off the bike. I hate everything. Sorry, I'm a little cranky. Mm. I've been I've been riding with your girlfriend a bit lately, Bodie. Oh. She's uh, she's still doing some riding. She is. She's riding for the both of you these days. Pretty much, yeah. She's doing everything for the both of us these days. We uh, were out on the club ride this morning, and then we were out uh, on Friday morning as well for our little six a.m. ride from the museum. Um, that's the ride that uh, used to be known as Froomey Friday. That's right. That's correct. And. Um, you know, with everything that's been going on lately, we um, we kind of thought that maybe the ride needed a, a little updating. And so uh, I hope that uh, next Friday I'll see you guys out for Super G's Friendly Friday. You know what you you know what you call that, right, guys? What you call that a segue, uh-huh. cold open into our lead story. Oh, because you know what happened today. The, uh, Tom Dumoulin won a time trial. Holy shit! By one second. Um, yeah, the um, Tour de France was basically settled up today. It was, and uh, hard to believe. It it it, it it's, it's been a long journey. Well, it, it I, has I don't a think journey. Anybody... It's been a journey all across the country of France, in fact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it actually didn't actually leave. It only left France for about 15K, where it popped into Spain for a little bit. Just, just for a bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody could, um, was in as much disbelief as uh, Garrett Thomas himself. Uh, did you see his interview after the stage I, today? I, I did. It, I actually shed a bit of a, a, a tear as well. He said he, uh, he just he couldn't put it put the words and he started crying and he said i haven't cried since my since my wedding that was touching yeah it was touching um you know that uh, these sky bots actually have feelings apparently unless that's a new, something new they've added to the uh, ai <laughs> new upload new firmware update yeah. to the sky bots i'm yeah. not sure super g is a true sky bot i think super g has something that 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 some of the the other well he's got I'm, something super in him uh, obviously kwiatkowski also has you know some some personality yeah uh, maybe it's just chris froome does that, he that that, that I think he does, don't Kawasaki you? Kawasaki have personality? I think he does. Because he likes cheeseburgers? He loves cheeseburgers. He posted, you saw on Instagram, he posted his his yeah. annual uh, post-stage 20 cheeseburger and beer oh, photo nice. on Where Instagram. Where did he go eat a cheeseburger in France? I'm curious. Was it like from a fast food place or? It did not look like a fast food burger. Was it, it McDougal's? Looked like a, <laughs> it looked like a quality. Uh, did he get a Royale with cheese? No, this 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 looked like a, a, a true, uh, a true like gourmet Amber. Say Amber we burger. again, mother trucker. I believe uh I think that's kind of a tradition that the uh, the team chefs do that for the uh, oh. for the day before, like on the on the rest day, the day before the rest day, they'll often do like steaks and stuff. I know this because I was just watching the new documentary. Have you seen on uh, Amazon? I haven't. It's called Eat, Race, Win, and it's last year's tour with uh, Chef Hannah Grant doing uh, the uh, Orica Scott team. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, what's that? I said cool. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of it's uh, it's pretty interesting. 
but yeah, pre-rest day meal is always a big deal. And tomorrow is effectively a rest day for most of them, isn't it? Sure. Well, it's interesting. I've been reading uh, your book, Matt, Slaying the Badger, and it talks about... Um, Did you write that, Matt? I don't know Sorry. that I remember. The book that you let me borrow, uh, yes. uh, written by someone who we all listen to his podcast. Uh, I forgot his name. Richard Moore. Richard Moore. Actually, Richard my, my book is signed by Richard Moore. It is, well. yeah. yeah. Um, so I read that. Anyway, there it, they talks about on one of Bernard Eno's Tour de France victories, he actually won stage 21. He did. While he was in the yellow jersey. He did. He is the last person to have done that, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And I think it was kind of, it was a, he was critiqued for riding too conservatively in that tour. Um, so he decided to just <laughs> take the bull by the horns and win the sprint on the Champs de Lisée. Fair enough. So, guys, you think uh, Super G will do that tomorrow? I do not. Doubtful. Okay, so Bob Roll is calling it a win for the breakaway tomorrow. Did you see on the uh, the, the conclusion of today's stage uh, on the NBC Sports Network coverage, which I usually don't watch, but I happen to flip over and watch a bit of it. Bob Roll is calling it uh, a stage for the breakaway because so many of the big sprinters are right. gone. Yeah, that could happen, and it doesn't look likely that Sagan will be really contesting the sprint. He's not. In, he, I don't think he's in a very good way right now, is he? So well, he had one day off. Yeah, well, kind of. I mean, I guess yeah. Yeah, today um, he limped through the time trial, but I mean, that, but that's that's good enough for Sagan, right? Super Sagan should be back up. Super to... Saiyan Sagan will be uh, in fine form tomorrow. So who? Let's let's get right to it. Who's your pick for stage twenty one? Well, I think the sentimental favorite might be Arno Demar. Maybe uh, I would and... go with Demar or heck, even Christophe Laporte. You yeah. never know. I'd like to see a French sprinter win it, so one of those two. It's, it's, uh, and it would be nice for Cofidis to have a stage win, seeing as they haven't actually had a stage win. Even though they get invited every single year, yeah. they haven't had a win in the Tour de France for 10 years. So I have two picks. Okay. Sagan and or Sylvain Chavanel. Ooh. Well, he'll, of course, be given a uh, the opportunity to lead the peloton onto the uh, Champs-Élysées. Yes. That will definitely happen. If it comes into the break, wins the sprint. Sylvain's the one. He, win he's it. in the so he's in the break. He's in the break, and he's got a pretty decent sprint on him. Yeah, I like that. So you you that talk be, about you talk about apropos yeah. and and sentimental. That would be perfect. A Frenchman retiring. Uh, yeah, and speaking of which, I just mentioned this to you earlier, but I don't know if you knew this, Bodie. Uh, he will actually possibly be leading them onto the Champs Elysees next year. But he will be motor doping because he's going to be a moto rider. Funny you said that. I literally was just listening to that to a podcast on the way here to meet you guys. Mm. They were saying it's not a very well paid job, Sylvain. You don't get treated very well, and you got to share a hotel room with somebody. He's like, nah, sounds awesome. Um, so yeah, okay. So those are our picks for stage twenty one. Uh, the tour. Uh, we only recorded two episodes during. The Tour de France, which usually will... Well, this is our second one. Usually we record maybe three. Mm. Uh, last time we recorded, we talked about who was going to be in yellow. Um, and that was after... That was week. really after was one or two weekend. stages. Yeah. yeah. Not not many. Um, my pick was Garrett Thomas. So I guess... I guess I... Mean, I maybe you just won the podcast off the bat. Yeah, yeah. I think I won the podcast and, and quite possibly even won a grand tour. 
in the process. Sure. Okay. Sure. Why not? Why not? All right. I picked Rafa Micah, who was about to win the stage on Monday. Um, so I was going to come in and record and feel pretty happy about that, but he didn't actually win that stage. Couldn't tell you what stage it was. I'm not going to try to remember. Well, he was in the break pretty deep into the race, but um, he sort of cracked and ended up barely finishing the top 10 on that stage, if I'm not mistaken, mm. Bodie. But, you know, I don't have a segue off that. <laughs> Matt, who was your pick? I said Valverde. And really, I was completely uh, wrong. So, I mean, let's talk about Movistar and their uh, three-tiered well, approach. Well, Movistar won the Tour de France. Teams classification. Yes. No, Which they, apparently they, they seem to care about more than actually yeah, individual Do you think GC. that they really care about that? Or is that just what the announcers kept saying? I believe for some reason, I don't know why, it's like for Unzue, their, their head or whatever, for some reason... He really cares about the team competition because they, they, they. If you look the last however many Tour de France is, they've won the team competition quite a few times. That it's actually for some reason important to them. Well, kudos to them. Um, they <laughs> they're had, the only people who yeah. care about it. Wait, did you did you hear? Speaking of Movistar, and I just I don't know where I saw this. Maybe on Twitter that uh, Mikel Landa wants to go back to Astana. No. Hot news on the Twitter feed, yeah. Uh, Didn't hear that. Well, you know, I mean... And then to Sky after that? (laughs) And someone said he either needs to, like... Dude either needs to get a new agent or dude needs to, like, learn? I don't know. Well, I mean, dude has a pretty good argument if he wants to stay at Movistar for being the team leader at this point. He finished higher. It was the highest-placed Movistar rider. He finished seventh. Uh, He's seventh overall on GC right now. Nairo Quintana's 10th. Yeah, he dropped down to 10th. Quite, quite a number of minutes down Wanda after the TT. Wanda was definitely the most consistent. Valverde, really not a factor. Quintana is just, he's not, he's not a Grand Tour winner. Let's just say Except that. Except for that time he won a Grand Tour. Did he win a Grand Two Tour? Two Grand Tours. He Two? won the Giro. Okay. Won the Giro. All right. well, Did he win the Vuelta? I think he may have also won the Vuelta. Okay. I'd have yeah. to put that well, in Google. winning Grand Tours, he's not Fair a Grand enough. Tour winner. Fair enough. And I'll take my foot he out He did of my not mouth. look like a Grand Tour winner. In the 2018 Tour de France. He, he's never really looked like a Grand Tour winner in the Tour de France. I think there's too much time trialing. Yeah. And he's not a good time trialist. He's a, he's a pure climber. Just a, a, a pure climber. And he didn't even look like a pure climber in this year's Tour either. He had he's the often one, been found out on the flat in the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he had the one stage win this year. A good win. That's a one, the one stage where Movistar did seem to put it all together and, and, and kind of throw some actual team tactics uh, at the race. They got Valverde in the break. They got Landa in sort of a chase. And this was the 40-mile stage. Yep. The short mountain stage. 12,000 right? feet of climbing? Uh, it was a lot. It was a hell of a lot. Which was it three, basically three mountains uh, finishing on a mountain top. Uh, with the gridded start, which didn't do anything. No, I mean, well, okay, how do we feel about that, about the, the, the gridded start? I think it was found out as an absolute gimmick. But but is it a bad thing? No, I don't think there's anything yeah. bad about it. But it now, was I just I think it was a total gimmick. What if they did some sort of handicap start in the future where they 
make people wait a little bit in the back. So Luke Rowe can't get to the front and start pulling <laughs> in eight seconds. He has to wait 20 seconds. Uh, that, I think, just Feels starts to border on unfair. Yeah. yeah. I think it still wouldn't really have made any difference yeah. if even... It, even then, if they but, even like kind of like had to stagger, staggered. I don't, I don't, I don't take anything away from anyone for trying different things. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's sort of fun and funky. Uh, but it was just, it was, it was just a, good a gimmick. Stage. Yeah. I mean, Great stage. Forty miles, three mountains. Yeah, let's do Look, it. I'm all for that's the. Awesome. I'm all for the short mountain stage. I think that's a fantastic option. I think option, the but, gridding thing is is kind of fun in a ceremonial fashion, putting those who have you know. Yeah, really sort of like a front. call up in a cross yeah. race. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, keep it. Why to, not? To quote Slow Air Podcast, buy. <laughs> I'll buy that. Yeah. Well, sure. Ian Boswell had an interesting suggestion. He said that, uh, what if they did it in reverse order? So you put the first person on the Bodhi just Bodhi just spat. a real life spit take there. <laughs> um, you know, so you've got the main GC guy is right at the back. That would kind of uh, put the cat among the pigeons, wouldn't it? Be kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, look, I mean, uh, any of that, any of that, you know, could be neat. But uh, for me, I think it's all going to end up being a gimmick. Bike racing is exciting, not because of how it starts, but because of how it unfolds and how it ends. So, right. Uh, you know. So, speaking of the, you know, how it how it starts, how it ends. Um, every year that we watch it, I mean. The tour is interesting for a lot of reasons, and I sort of vacillate between like really liking the tour and really thinking it's kind of ridiculous and it's too much ridiculous spectacle and just the amount of crashing and how big the whole circus is, and I can't even imagine the amount of like fuel used for the 75,000 motorcycles and 50 mm. press cars and team cars and just like the the amount of energy that, that that race uses is like kind of ridiculous and but at the same time it provides so many stories it's it's a way to be entertained in the hot days of the summer and every morning you've got a new storyline coming up you've got continuing threads it's like game of thrones on bikes um, and so I, game of bikes if you will game of bikes and as, as we sit here at the eve of the, the finish of the tour I, I, I once again I, I have not I still feel both of those emotions um, like I'm kind of happy it's over but also like I'm going to miss waking up and drinking coffee and, and checking in on the feed and I just mm. I mean like how what are you guys like overall reactions to the tour in general like how do you feel about them or how do you feel about the tour after it's done well, I mean, you know, I've just, but I, I, I love bike racing, um, and three weeks of it in a row, with as you say, daily storylines that compound into week-long and race-long storylines, uh, with the sort of epicness of the French countryside and all of that. I, I mean, I, to me, it's 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 unlike any other sporting event around and uh, I'm all in I love it yeah uh, I, I agree I, I absolutely love the tour even a boring tour I love you know even even when it's even when we know clearly who's gonna win uh, it's still it's still always great to watch because there's always there's always something that'll happen there's always something interesting that's gonna happen the, yeah. we the weather will provide something one day there'll be 
some kind of moment someday where some underdog wins a stage or whatever. Riders get pepper sprayed. Yeah. I mean... That was a new one. I, I do have to say, I mean, I, I, you know, if we're, if we're talking about one tour versus the other... No. Uh, this, this one didn't have a lot of drama with respect to placings, really. I mean, it just sort of eased into a GC shuffle that kind of stayed shuffled right about where it was. I mean, there just weren't a whole lot of fireworks back and forth amongst the top riders. Um, it was a little bit of a yawn. Uh, uh, the, and the only thing that really kept it from, from really being, uh, you know, sort of a snooze fest at, in terms of the, you know, the GC battle was that it was Garrett Thomas who found his way to, into the yellow jersey uh, and 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 held it. Um, that in and of itself was exciting, even if there wasn't a whole lot of excitement amongst the people that were trying to pip him for the for the top step. You really didn't have a fight for the green jersey. No, um, Sagan had that one wrapped up. Mountain, better. Pretty much Alaphilippe. I mean, a little bit of a charge from Barguil, um, but he had that one wrapped up. He certainly didn't have the form he had last year, did he? He never managed no. to win a stage. No, but 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 you know the, the 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 polka dot jersey I thought was really one of the more interesting battles. I mean, Alaphilippe really won that one with panache. I think he he um, he he raced really well, and it was, it was yeah I agree. It was a joy to watch him on the stages, and, and you know he's not he's king of the mountain. He's he's not a pure climber, right? So the way in which a guy like that has to win that jersey means he's got to be in the breaks. He's got to mm-hmm. be aggressive. Um, and at some point he's going to crack really hard, and he did. But you have to play it right, where you hit the you know or category at the right time, and then crack for the next climb. But you got enough points. Right. So let's put it this way: you can't win the King of the Mountains jersey by being a lousy climber. No, you've got to be pretty good, but you may not have the full endurance of one of the main GC favorites. That's right. And you have to be crafty. You, as Bodhi says, you've got to pick your moments, you've yep. got to ride smart, and you've got to, you've got to ride tactically. But it wasn't, this, this one wasn't just a, you know, this wasn't Bling Matthews winning the, the green jersey with this sort of very calculated um, plan that he had to get out and win certain intermediate sprints and, you know, so on and so forth. You know, this, again, it, this was a pure sort of, you know, obviously he had to calculate when he went and, and, and be crafty, uh, but it was, uh, it was... And make sure he got into breakaways, which yeah. is not an easy thing to do. No. And get help from his teammate, uh, Jill Bear, who, I mean, I think that's a big storyline, was that amazing crash that he had yeah. over the brick wall off into the ravine. Um, and to a come back and be okay, well, time being, give a thumbs up to the camera, get back on his bike, finish, finish the, stage, the stage, and then have a broken kneecap. Yeah, Oof. riding thirty odd miles with a broken kneecap uh, is, uh, and it wasn't like flat miles; it was still no. all up and down for the rest of the way. Um, the and way he didn't just kind of break his kneecap; he broke the shit out of it. And you <laughs> saw the photos from yeah. the hospital. I mean, his right. leg was. Two and a half times its normal size. Yeah, it was reminded. Uh, it was very similar to my accident that I had recently. Um, so you know, I can totally feel his pain. I will say there was a really good um, cycling tips podcast episode where uh, Rupert Guinness, Rupert Ennis, uh, the Australian reporter, recall, recalled 
um, a similar situation where I believe it was a Spanish writer died on that same descent. Yeah. And what happened after he died and how the Motorola team put his bike on their car with a black ribbon and rode that that bike all the way to the um, the to the Champs Elysees and mm-hmm. uh, it's really really good story to listen to. So go check out Second Tips podcast. Uh, I think it's episode uh, sixteen or on stage sixteen. Do you guys want to do a quick lightning round wrap up, sort of you know best and worst of the tour, real quick sure, before we move me- on? We've been pretty meandering, but let's yeah. uh, let's. But- Briefly, before we do that, uh, I like the game of bikes idea and which team would be House Lannister? Sky, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Which team is the wolf team? House. Oh, the wolf pack. That would be Quick Step. Ooh. King yeah, of the North? I like that. Who's the King of the North? Mm. Philippe, obviously. Uh, yeah. mm, I think more like a Greg Van Avermaet, maybe. It, well, it would have to be someone from. The North. Well, it'd have to be someone from Quickstep because the King of the North is Wolfpack. from. Oh uh, well, then that would be. No, I get, Oh, I see. Yeah, maybe Phil Gill. I'm, I'm gonna say Phil Gill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't know a lot about Game of Thrones, but I can throw <laughs> out the Tyrells. That's the other house I remember. They had a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, maybe Movie Star. Yeah, Movie Star. No, 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 maybe the they sand would be snakes. Yeah, they would. That's right. They would be the uh, <laughs> the, the the ones from Dorn. Yeah, they'd be the Dornish. The Dornish. Yeah. Uh, I don't know House Tyrell. Another team with a lot of money, but 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 uh, constantly getting whipped by Sky. Uh, BMC. BMC. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well. Uh, let us know your we thoughts. We probably could have planned that one out a little bit better, actually. Yeah, but fine. I like that. Yeah, kind yeah. Of please let us off know. The cuff. Yeah, well, listeners, let us know who you think uh, various Game of Thrones characters would be in our game of bikes. Uh, so, guys, uh, best team. Uh, best team. I mean, does it have to be Team Sky? I'd say I actually Quickstep. I'm going to say Quickstep just because they, well, even think- though they never have a GC contender, they always manage to ignite a race, and they won four stages. They won the most stages, uh, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, they had Alaphilippe being exciting. They had uh, they had Phil Gill, and they had Gaviria, uh, Gaviria at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you're going to say Quick Step? Yeah. So so the team. Let's just take Team Sky off the table. Okay. Okay. Yellow Lotto. Yes. Good choice. Good choice. Very good choice. Grona Vegan, Primus yep. Roglic, and Stefan Kreustwig. Mm, yeah, I would probably actually agree with you. This has been their best Grand Tour. Yellow Lotto really making a comeback into the hearts and minds of cycling fans. Yeah. Loving them. I'm yeah. even, you know what? I'm even changing my my thoughts on their kit. I like their kit. I voted <laughs> I voted trash, but now that I've sort of like gotten, they've warmed my heart. Mm. Um, Do they still have the balls on They it? still have the balls, but the balls are much smaller than they used to be. <laughs> They're getting smaller and smaller. But it's weird, but the, the balls on the riders have got bigger. That's why. They don't need <laughs> the big balls on the jersey anymore because they have the big balls in the, uh, in the champion. In their bed. That, that has yeah. nothing to do with riding well, guys. I'm just going to have to make that comment. Um, well, I mean, I, I, see, I, I would I would have gone ahead and said Sky. Uh, they, won the, they won the tour with not Froome, mm-hmm. and they have some super studs on their team. Who, yes, I mean, they do. Kui- Kawasaki got seventh or fourth in the time trial today, and he drugged the entire peloton across France multiple times. So, yep. yeah, I'll, 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 that's that's my pick. Let's move on. Okay. All right. Best stage? Hmm. 
other than the Roubaix stage, which I think we could all agree was probably the best stage of the tour. Um, I think the Roubaix stage was awesome, but actually I thought stage 19 was really good. I thought that was a great stage. Uh, uh, Roglic, the one Roglic won. Yes. I thought there was a great battle going on the whole way. Uh, and it was exciting to watch. Um, Bodhi? I... I don't know. I want to say it's one of those these last climbing stages. There were some pretty good uh, climbing stages, a lot of battles. I don't know off the top of my head which stage it was. I would vote those over uh, the Roubaix stage. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time now remembering all of the various stages, but I'm going to... I think it was... Uh, it was one of the... one of the, the Team uh, Time Trial? No, it was... <laughs> It was one of the Alp stages, and uh, it was the one that uh, Alaphilippe won. That was the first one. Yeah. Okay. The descent. Stage 14, maybe? Mm, Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I I just thought, great ride by him, and um, I'm going to use this as a segue into best rider, because I am going to vote Julian Alaphilippe as my best rider, and it's because of that stage and the following day's stage where he showed, I think, ultimate class and panache. Um, If you remember in the stage that he won, at one point it was reported that he radioed back to his team car after Adam Yates had crashed asking if he should wait up right um as fair play and his team said no you know go 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 and he won on the subsequent stage if you remember Philippe had been in the break for a bit and uh, ended up sitting up uh and waiting for adam yates who was chasing to uh to come by him and when adam yates came by him uh made a special point to uh Tap him on the tap him on the uh, shoulder and uh, and give him a little high five as he passed. Classy guy, great ride. He's my he's my best rider of the tour. Mm. Well, that's that's a good pick. Um, is he starting to look a little bit more like Captain Jack Sparrow every day? He does. He's got that sort of uh, devilish sort of mustache. Yeah, and uh, slightly yeah, the sort of goatee and the and the kind of stringy stringy hair a bit if he threw a couple earrings in yeah and uh, some pirate tats yeah uh with it with one of those lace-up shirts definitely uh, i think we've got a, i think we've that. got a halloween costume for you julian <laughs> uh who best rider of the tour i mm, uh well i mean I, i'm just gonna say i mean it's it's cliche but i think because he, you know it's taken him a long long time to get there i think garen thomas was super classy the whole way and uh probably would have questioned your judgment if you hadn't said super g honestly matt well you know i just think he his you know his his own disbelief like even like on the the alp d'huez stage he couldn't believe that he'd won on alp d'huez you know uh he always seems like a very humble very nice guy he's been such a helper for Froome over the years and uh, it's nice to see him get his just desserts. Yeah, and I have to say, all the shit that that uh, even maybe I, we, the cycling world at large was sort of giving him for this whole suggestion that he perhaps should be Sky's Plan A, uh, or that he deserves, uh, you know, to be the leader of a team, and he's was going to go in and drive a hard bargain with Sky about renewing his contract. 
boy, I mean, you talk about living up to the to the words that come out of your mouth, man. I mean, he just he pretty much just did that. So yeah. kudos to him for, you know, putting his money where his mouth is. Well, and this has been the one time for him where nothing went wrong. It actually all, you know, he didn't have any crashes. He didn't have, you know, there was no, he didn't crack near the end or anything. It all worked out for him. Yeah, and yeah. for the first, you know, 12 stages of the tour, he was Froome's super domestique, allegedly. Right. Kind of, yeah. Kind yeah. of, yeah. So, Bodie, sorry I interrupted it's hard. you. It's real, well, it's really hard to go uh, past those two guys. Um, so, I'm just going to go uh, Primo's. Yeah, breakout, breakout ride. He said breakout rides, but re- really strong, road consistent, um, attacked. Yeah, was aggressive. Um, did not get the the time trial. I think he was hoping to get today. I think he went really deep the day before to get that yeah. win. And um, uh, but yeah. just like like the new face in the in the Grand Tour uh, uh, contenders list so yeah i'll give it to primos yeah right. well you've you've segued nicely into our next category which is the biggest step up biggest uh rider to step up this year and he would be my vote for that without a doubt um hashtag all in on primos so you're uh, riding that roselick wave yeah <laughs> riding the roguish wave um he took, that. so you would say he really took the jump uh, to get there. Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, jumped he, uh, to the next level. He, um, yeah, really uh, really flew both down and up some mountains uh, mm. this year. Yeah. Um, Former ski jumper is the, is the uh, metaphor you're drawing there, right? Yeah, well, I mean, on that, on that subject of, you know, stepping up, I guess the white jersey, uh, Pierre Latour, Pretty good, uh, you know. I thought he was—he's uh, impressed in that competition. Boy, um, yeah. Well, he had that one day where he was just riding so hard for Roman Bardet when Bardet was was, uh, you know, nipping at the heels of the of the podium or maybe was in third place and just, you know, ultimately Bardet just kind of cracked toward the end of the of the of the tour. But at at that point in time, I don't remember what stage it was, but man, Latour was turning himself inside and out. Uh, riding for for Bardet and still uh, fighting for himself to keep that that white jersey. So great great ride for him. And then the guy who was second in that competition. Uh, speaking of guys putting in some serious work, is that Egan Bernal. Egan Bernal. Well, yeah. that's my pick. So thank you for segueing into my pick. Uh, Egan Bernal, hell of a tour, uh, super domestique, uh, first time at the tour. Um, just riding super strong and consistent and always up there and uh leading the way being selfless um excited to see what he can do next i, I think we know what he can do next he can win a grand tour himself I think well he, he won he won the tour of california so he's shown he can win a one-week well, tour. i'm glad i'm glad you called that a grand tour townsend thank you it is a grand tour i called it a one-week tour buddy <laughs> uh well biggest letdown if those guys are, are ones who have stepped up. I mean, this could be a rider, could be a team, just biggest letdown of the of the tour. Port. Uh, well, that's that's the biggest, uh, probably disappointment. I don't know that do you necessarily call that a letdown because it was a bit of a, you know, happenstance that he crashed out. I mean, in, two years in a row. Two years in a row. That well, is tough. He's kind of, he's can't finish, can't finish a grand tour. He's, uh, he's not, yeah, he's... All uh, the sprinters... Well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe the time judges, like, come on, 
give them a, give the sprinters a little more time. Like, team, team Movistar. I mean, even though yeah. they won the team competition, just you know, not really being able to. Yes. You know. Yeah. Well, the Galacticos uh, really didn't quite deliver, did they? They got one stage win, um, and they're what two guys in the top ten. So I mean, it's EF not Education terrible. first. Kind of disappointing for them as well. I mean, did they have any? Lost their results. GC rider. Lost their GC rider early. Tay Tay broke his nose. Yeah. I mean, Lost and Craddock has survived. He gets the Hard Man Award. Kudos. He's raised a ton of money for the velodrome in Houston, yeah. which we've raced at, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, so awesome for him, kind of. I get. I mean, awesome for them and that he's done that and he's made it through the tour. But yeah. I mean, I guess that that's one of the kind of feel good. That's and that's one of those great stories of the tour, isn't it? When there's you know a rider like that who's battling all the way. To, to make it through to Paris and he's done it you know he's gonna yeah he's gonna get to Paris and like you said raise all that money yeah and, and back to Bodie's initial point about all of the things that a grand tour brings I mean that's one of those kind of like side stories that happens in a grand tour that really just makes you sort of marvel at the sport of cycling right just a guy like Lawson Craddock who stage one wasn't it it was stage yeah. one yeah. stage one yep um, scapula. broke wasn't his it, back wasn't it in the neutral was, rollout I don't know where it was. It wasn't the back. He broke his shoulder. Yeah. Um, shoulder. Yeah. But Genzo Nibley broke his back, though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. That's Finished Al Duez with a broken back. Then uh, there's a, there's a uh, you know, our next segment was best crash. I'm not sure if that's best <laughs> crash or just, you know, sort of most unfortunate. But, man, Nibley's crash. Yeah. Totally avoidable. Um. He could have been on the podium this tour. Just what idiot, a shame. Idiot fans. Jesus. You know, I, I, I mean, As Cosmo Catalano said, hope that hope your Flickr page was worth it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. I mean, if yeah. you're going to have a camera with a strap, the whole point of the strap is to wear the fucking strap around your neck, right? Right. Yeah. That's, um, well, best crash, I think, has to go to Gilbert. Yes, most, most, most like, you know. Uh, most ridiculous crash goes to Londa for hitting a pothole while he's drinking water. Yeah. Not even on the cobbles. Yeah. Most unfortunate goes to Port for crashing in the neutral rollout and ending his tour two years in a row on the same stage. Well, it wasn't quite the neutral rollout, but it wasn't far from it. Yeah. Uh, Froome had a couple. Uh, Froome had a oh, couple good ones. That was the best. That picture. was the best crash because he rode over Moscone. Moscone, yes. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That was the that was the that was the best photo of the tour that I've seen. It was that was spectacular. Also, another another side, another story. Moscone out of the tour. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, so, deserved it. Deserved yeah. it. Will will be interesting to see. If, see you if never. He has a contract see you never, Moscone. As someone said, some Italian team will pick him up. No problem. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, what else we got on the well, agenda? Well, best I, bike. Yeah, is it best bike? Just sort of like, what, what was your favorite? What was your favorite bike in the tour? And this mm-hmm. is one. Uh, I'll start on this one. Mm-hmm. This is one where I got to give some props to Movistar. Um, that they, they, their tour may be resurrected by the fact that I thought that that bike was that bike was super pretty. Um, had the sort of uh, black to blue fade. Yeah. Uh, just a nice, nice looking bike. It wasn't the super aero like robot looking bike. Um, I really liked it. The 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 ultimate one, their climbing bike. Not yeah. That, not their uh, aero one. Right. Yeah. Yep. Good looking bike. Who does the movie star ride? Canyon. Canyon. Yep. 
Uh, yep, that was a good looking bike. Um, I'm going to say the best bike is the Mavic neutral support with dropper posts. <laughs> the bright yellow yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Best best looking bike. Um, yeah. Huh. Nothing really springs to mind for me. Okay. Nothing, nothing particularly special. All right. Moby Star wins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Matt, you had put on here best, best post race interview. Yeah, well, I think there were a couple there. I think Degenkolb uh, is probably forgot about him. That was that was a cracker. Um, and then you know, G's today was pretty good. Uh, just the fact he didn't say much, <laughs> but uh, you know, you could tell that you know the emotion was all there. But I think Degenkolb's for me uh, really really took it because what he'd gone through, and and that that was a great comeback story. I think Dumoulin's been pretty candid. And uh, expressed himself uh, in a very enjoyable as a, a viewer way to listen. So. Yeah, he does not pull any punches, does he? No. In Possibly his a little too interviews. candid. Yeah, uh, referring to Roglic on that descent, uh, he was pretty, uh, pretty. He thought Roglic was getting an unfair advantage there. I don't know. Well, I'd rather hear the list the riders say that as opposed to some, you know cliched uh gonna try my best i try to put my best out there and uh i mean yeah yeah no i i i like i like tom dumoulin's attitude about about talking to the press um very frank all right guys well the tour de france tomorrow sunday hopefully who knows when this this episode will be out but it'll be over uh, looks like garen thomas is gonna win yeah let's raise a glass yeah uh, toast to uh, Super, Super G, G. Yeah. and his Tour de France win. Tom Dumoulin in second, and uh, Chris Froome today made his way back onto the podium in third. Yep. So, and hey, shout out to Chris Froome. The guy got booed all the way across the country of France. Maybe deservedly. Who knows? Um, I, I mean, I guess booed. They, <laughs> people try to push him. They. I like, mean, he also got pepper sprayed. The gendarme like. Uh, wrestle him off his bike. Yeah, you know he he obviously didn't have his his A plus game this year. I well, mean, dude I mean, came did. shooting to this win his fifth Grand Tour in a row. Yeah, right. At, yeah, but, and, but, he, and he won the last three, and he's on the podium of this one. No, no, no. Yeah. And, and and I think he's pretty on weak, the weak sauce. And that's why I'm giving him kudos yeah. because to go through all that and then to 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 you know to fight to get back on the podium in that final time trial today. You know, good on him. You know, I mean, I got a, I got a little more respect for Froome fighting to get on the podium because you could see him going straight crybaby. He's not going to win. His teammate's going to win. He's not going to win his fifth Tour de France. He's not going to win his fourth Grand Tour in a row. Everybody's booing him. He's got this investigation that's, you know, closed, but really still, you know, his career is sort of marred by it. You know, you could see him folding up his tent and, and, and giving up, and he didn't. He fought, and he's going to end up on the podium, and that's not where he wanted to be. He wanted to be on the top step. He's going to be on the third step, but he fought for it, and good on him. Yep. That's and, my uh, final thought on the tour. Fair enough. So now this is Sky have won six of the last seven Tour de France, which is uh, a little bit ridiculous. It is well, a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, but um, I don't, didn't hear Americans calling it ridiculous when uh, certain somebody won seven Tour de France. I think that's also ridiculous. Well, yeah, ev I, I, everybody calls it ridiculous well, we, now. We, we, yeah. 
I, I mean, I'm not, well, not I'm everybody. Not, I think it's ridiculous anytime a team in any sport wins that many in a row. In a, in a row. Um, but they've I'm, done it with three different riders too, which is kind of impressive. I mean, that they've they've you know with three different people. Yeah, done. two track riders of one Grand Tours, kind of crazy. What's in that water? Merck's rode the track. <laughs> I, I'm just, yeah. Well, yeah. and I mean, look, and, and you know, I mean, we could be calling out Egan Bernal's name, you know, at, at, at Grand Tours in the future. So Sky, obviously, yeah, obviously they've got a huge budget, um, so they can pay yep. riders, and, and, and there's a reason that, that, they're, that they're winning. And, and hopefully most of those reasons are legitimate. Yeah. Uh, well, be interesting to see who shows up at the Vuelta. I wonder if Froome will take a little break. I um, will not be there this you, year. You I, won't be there. I will not be there this okay. year. I'm I imagine tell you that, that Froome yeah. is going to take a break. He has to. Yes, I suspect he will. I mean, at this point, I did see that uh, Thibaut Pino is, is all in on the Vuelta. Good for him. Uh, it was a shame not to see him at the Tour, uh, you know, especially being uh, French and everything. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure Mario would have liked him to be there. Uh, yeah. So it'd be interesting to see who does what. I was, you know, it was a disappointing tour for uh, Mitchelton Scott. That never, you know, it uh, didn't work out for them. Um, no, it didn't. Yeah, I mean, they nothing in the GC, uh, and next year they won't have Caleb Ewan. So, boy, they should have brought Caleb Ewan this year. In hindsight, huh? I guess next year they bring both the twins, or the twins. Yeah, the Yates brothers. Um, but speaking of teams, team news. Mm. We're, we're entering in uh, silly season, kind of. Sort of. Yeah. Coming up. So Matt, you had some you had some uh, news about somebody who's going to a new team. I heard a rumor that uh, the what BMC is now going to be CCC next year. Uh, BMC and C Music Factory. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dimension Data will be riding BMC bikes next year. I don't know what the CCC team will be on, but I heard, and this is just a rumor, that the Peacock of Sandrigo is going to CCC. Really? Yeah. Who? Who is that? Peepo. Ah. Apparently, he's not retiring just yet. Yeah, I was going to say, is he going as a rider or is he <laughs> is he going as like a Instagram? disco advisor? He's just going to be that social he's media. Going to be the yachtsman, yeah, yeah. the yeah. yachtsman for the team. He's going to be the yachtsman. Yeah, he's going to teach other riders how to train. <laughs> he's going to be the DJ. <laughs> very, very possibly. I have no idea, but I was a little shocked. Uh, oh, good. Well, I'm glad you didn't that. tell me that earlier or put it in the uh, put it in the show notes uh, because I'm I'm happy to to be surprised by that. Yeah. Um, Do we have any other any other team news? Uh, uh, did you guys watch that Wiggle Hi-Fi uh, yes. video that the owner did? I haven't where watched. Where she it. was like gallivanting on her island in Mallorca and was like, "Oh, I need to take a break from being a team owner. Hope you all have a good time trying to find a job while I'm no, here in Mallorca." I didn't see that. It's kind of ridiculous and super tone deaf. Uh, I don't know all the details, but like I said, it doesn't seem that your closing announcement video would be filmed in such a fashion. Yeah. Uh, mm. So go check it out. Uh, That's Rochelle Gilmore. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I know several of those riders are probably going to the new Trek team. 
So uh, Elisa Longo Borghini and Audrey Cordon Rago uh, are probably both going over to uh, to Trek with uh, Lizzie Dignan. So Trek. Mm. Things are turning up Trek, and I think we're going to get in some more Trek details later. I know that I'm definitely going to the Trek Cup with Emily, so mm. Trek's uh, coming up spades lately. And they had a, I mean, obviously their tour, you know, they had Degen Kolb, got that fabulous win. Uh, Tom Squeens, uh, you know, wore the polka dot jersey in the first week, his first Tour de France, and he appeared to be loving every minute. Balka Malama, however, didn't really have <sighs> no. the kind of tour that he was hoping for. That was a shame. Yep. Um, yeah. So. But, this, the, of course, the rumor there is that's where Richie Port is going next year. And I think we're going to, we'll probably hear about that very soon. So it's unfortunate because Richie Port will then he'll win on Malunga Hill again. He'll do that. And, and then he'll crash out in the tour. Crash out in the tour. I mean, I, I would like him not. I would like him to finish the tour, but I just... Hey, G managed to pull it off this time after after many years of, uh, of crashing in the tour. So, you know. Speaking of silly season... Confirmed, Wout Van Aert going to Yellow Lotto, our new favorite team. That's what I heard. Twenty twenty, I believe. So I think he's he's still going to oh, carry. Oh, is that what that I saw? There was some tweet that got translated, and I was confused on what it meant. I think he's still going to ride out his Willem's, uh, Kralin, Miranda's, Miranda. uh, patios or whatever. <laughs> no, just various parts of additions to houses. Um, yeah, so he, uh, I think it's after his contract expires with them. So Yellow Lotto, um, yeah, him and Roglic at the tour, that'd be pretty exciting. It'd be great. Yeah. I don't know that they'd send him to the tour, but maybe. Who knows? I mean, he's got the engine. Well, guys, there was some racing on this side of the Atlantic as well uh, recently. Yeah. This is uh, amateur, amateur Nat season, and uh, we had some... Friends of the podcast that were up this weekend racing and doing pretty well. Indeed. Bodie, you got uh, the details? Well, well our buddy, uh, friend of the podcast, Thomas Gibbons, uh, did the TT. He got fifth. Then he did the road race. He got fourth. Yep. Uh, Crit is tomorrow. And he's going to so, get third. So That's what we're hoping. Well, yeah. we're hoping that hoping Thomas wins. wins although, maybe we hope other friends of the podcast, Sam LeBlanc, or Brian Wittell also have strong finishes. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard that uh, Brian crashed out before the finishing sprint in the road race. I was doing pretty well. And uh, Sam LeBlanc, friend of the podcast, uh, has, has helped Townsend and I uh, with race promotion. I uh, got 19th in the road race. That's a that's a pretty strong finish. He finished ahead of a lot of really like big hitters. Well, so. I'm gonna tell you, uh, and 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 you know, maybe Sam was just being modest. Um, and, but, you know, Sam has just uh, coming off a sweep of our four-race Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series, Crit Series. Won every race and the overall. And uh, he and I were chatting. He was telling me he was going up to do amateur Nats. And we were just, you know, talking bikes and power numbers and racing and what his what his race plan was. And, and he really kind of said he was just up there to help uh, Brian out, their teammates. Uh, and that, you know, he was saying, look, you know, it, it, you can look at your power numbers and, and you can look at, at, at you know, the, the guys that you're racing and you sort of know where you, where you fit in. And he said, you know, I just, 
you know, I, I don't have the numbers to, to hang with those guys f- over the course of that entire road race. I'm going to just get in there and do what I can to try to help Brian out. Well, sure enough, I mean, here's Sam coming through and, and finishing in the top 20 of that race. So, you know, either he, either his numbers got a whole lot bigger overnight, which probably didn't happen, or, you know, he was just kind of being a little bit modest about it and, and, and really does have uh, the strength and the ability uh, to, to hang with the elite amateur cat ones you know in the in the united states so i was really happy to see that based on my conversation with him i was i was have to say i was surprised to see that not because i I don't think sam is a super great racer and super fast but i just you know i took him at his word that you know that he didn't have the right stuff and and turns out he did shame that brian got crashed out um read a tweet that he put out saying you know he was feeling really good he was in the top 10 and 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 moving up as the sprint was going and and just got uh, taken out by someone yeah kind of sucks hopefully he can recover in time for the crit tomorrow yeah it looks like they had fun i saw some instagrams of will and sam and maybe brian uh riding bike share bikes up uh cobbled climbs in maryland so nice seems like a good rest day mm. so uh yeah good luck to them tomorrow on the crit which will probably be already out when this podcast comes out so thomas finished fifth as you said in the uh time trial you guys saw the photo that he posted where he was uh, on the wide angle podium and kind of making light of it a bit, sort of, uh, sort of hiding his face a bit, sort of making a silly face. Uh, I don't know exactly what he was doing. Look like he was putting his head in someone's armpit. Yeah, <laughs> kinda, I guess he's not a big fan of the uh, of the five man wide angle podium. He's, he's a traditionalist, thinks that the podium should be should be three. And even though he was on it, um, he felt like he shouldn't have been in the photo, so he was kind of goofing around a bit. Then the next day, he got fourth. Yeah. yeah. Still in the wide angle. Yeah. Uh, podium. He he didn't. I saw a photograph of that when he was looking just pretty natural and normal. So Thomas, go ahead and get yourself on the traditional three man podium tomorrow in the in the crit. And if you can if you can, get on the top step. Yeah. Yeah. Please, can, can you just get on the top step? You know, so we can be proud of you. No. Is that going to be <laughs> televised? At all, Bodie? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's the one they could televise, but it's really interesting. It's it's the amateur nats, so they we already had pro crit nats and, right. and pro road race, and this. I mean, some of these guys are kind of pros, have been on pro teams. It's yeah. just like a certain your license has to say pro and able to get into pro nats. So like Justin Williams, who won the road race, um, has been on pro teams before. This he won, year, uh, won the Harlem Skyscraper. Won Harlem crit. Skyscraper. This year, he's he started his own team and uh, has been doing really well. So, the the caliber of rider is is essentially pro, but it's you're all cat ones. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's televised. Um, but before we move on from from amateur Nats, mm-hmm. uh, young Logan McLean, um, son of Kim and Ward McLean, to uh, I guess friends of the podcast guys that we've. Uh, raced against uh, a bunch here in Lambra. He is uh, junior 15-16, and he finished third in both the uh, time trial and the road race. The so question, shout question, out to him. The question I have, and I've noticed, is there, it's all, uh, where are the women's amateur Cat 1 category? I couldn't find that either. They're not scheduled this weekend. I don't know... Don't if know you're the answer a to that. Cat one, and you're a woman. You race only in the pro or the masters. 
It's unclear. Does anybody know why they're... Because they've got women juniors races, but they have no women elite amateur nats that I can see. Yeah. Um, kind of weird. Yep. It makes... Uh, it's, well, again, another of the discrepancies, you know. I mean, maybe maybe it's a different weekend. I don't know. I'm just not seeing on the schedule. I don't know what's going on. And yes, Logan got third in the junior 15 to 16 Cat 123 uh, National Road Race. Hell of a finish. Uh, good job, Logan. Yeah, great job. So we mentioned the Pontchartrain Beach Summer Series, which wrapped uh, since the last time we recorded, and I don't have to go into great detail with that, but thanks everybody for, for coming out and making our first uh, venture at a weeknight summer crit series here in New Orleans such a big success. We felt like it was a success. We got a lot of good positive feedback. Uh, congratulations to our overall winners. Uh, Sam LeBlanc in the uh, men's one two three or the one two three four open race, um, Emily Gass in the women's open race, and uh, Nader Resvani who won the men's three four five overall. So kudos to our overall winners. Thanks again everybody for coming out. Thanks again to our sponsors for helping us make it happen. Yeah, let's give a shout out to Porsche New Orleans, uh, Swirl Wine Bar. Bike Law, Louisiana. Massey's Professional Outfitters gave us a bunch of swag. I'm, I'm still, I've, I've still got a, a just a house full of stuff from Massey's that I'm slowly but surely giving away to everybody because, of course, we got stormed on uh, as the race wound down on our final day, and we could not do our final podiums and give out our checks and our prizes. So I'm slowly but surely catching up to everybody who um, gets prizes. But Urban South Brewery was there every day with cold refreshments. Uh, Roulet was there uh, two days being the, the MC, giving out leaders jerseys. Kind Human Bicycles has a raffle still going on. It's about to wrap up. Uh, mm. They raised a bunch of money for us. Haunt Enterprises came in. They do playground equipment, gymnasium stuff. Uh, also, we got Rito Case Industries out of LA. Um, so many thanks to the sponsors. And like you said, Townsend, we got rained out. Kind of. We got the races off. They happened. There were a few short races. Um, but we finished the series. Not exactly how we both wanted to end it, but we did it. It's completed. Uh, thank you, all the racers who came out and survived all that. There was still a big crowd of folks hanging out, drinking beer, enjoying the races uh, during that last race when the, the, <laughs> the wind was pushing the riders sideways. and Blowing uh, over the tents. Yeah, yeah. It, was, uh, it was a whole family affair, keeping the whole thing together. So thanks, everybody. Uh, shout out to Randy Leger also, who always uh, does an amazing amount of work yeah. <laughs> and puts up with a lot of shit. I, I looked uh, over at one moment to see Randy's uh, brand new computer sailing about 20 feet <laughs> off his desk. Uh, it was, uh, it, it got, uh, it, it escalated quickly, didn't it? Yes, it did. There? It really did. Um, so we'll be back next year, Townsend, right? I think, I mean. I, we'll be back next year. Absolutely. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks for putting this on, guys. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun uh, to go and race it and to spectate it. It was great, and it was great to see so many people showing up. 
bunch of people that showed up to to watch the race not be you know it's bike racing around here very often the the spectators are the racers and there were a bunch of spectators there that weren't racing there were people there were um you know parents of kids but and, and and stuff but there were also like a bunch of people that were actually just showed up to watch yeah which was, was great that was that was awesome uh, one of the cool things was on the last day there were some women who i'm assuming either went to suno or uno and they were pranced, practicing their dance whatever on the levee behind like the race and just like there was people who were fishing or like people come to the lakefront after work to hang out and chill out eat some crawfish hang out with friends and they're like, oh, what's going on? Bike race? Cool. Can I watch? I'm like, yeah, of course you can watch. <laughs> like, it's, it's, and it's cool that you can have this, like, life of the city happening around you. You're not at some, like, industrial park out in the middle of nowhere where literally, like you said, it's only racers and, and, and supporters yeah. are there. So I hope those, there, those there were even some triathlists that uh, that joined in the fun. There are a few people <laughs> who rolled through the course. Um, I'm glad that no one hit them or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know how people on bikes are. They think they can do anything. Right. They ride through any police barricade. I'm on a bike. Uh, but it's a bike race. Well, speaking about racing, um, it T- is, it's the end of uh, the tour, which means we now can officially come into well, not the- Well, not officially, because the tour doesn't end till tomorrow. So, But by the time this podcast is released, okay, fine. Yeah, Cross right. is coming. Cross is coming. And some big stuff's coming up the calendar. Our buddy and uh, Ridgeland, Rolando Roman, has announced that he's got the clinic with Jonathan Page. And the most coolest slash important thing about that is that there's going to be a Q&A with Jonathan Page hosted by yours three truly. Yeah. Uh, really, really nice of Rolando to ask us to do that. Um, yeah, we'll be moderating a, a Q&A with Jonathan Page on Friday, September 6th. That's the Friday before the... Oh, excuse me, September 7th, the Friday before the clinic uh, that is going to be happening on Saturday, September the 8th in uh, Ridgeland, Mississippi. So, guys, I mean, if you're listening to this and you're interested in cross, uh, you know, certainly if you've raced cross before or if you're just getting into it, be worth looking at your calendar and seeing whether or not you can make plans to come up to Ridgeland for that clinic on Saturday. And if you're going to make the trip up, I think it's certainly also worth your time to consider coming up early for the Q&A, and I'm assuming there's going to be some kind of meet and greet on that uh, Friday beforehand yep. where we'll be moderating the Q&A. And then if you can get up there even earlier, yep. there's a Thursday night race in Ridgeland oh. on Thursday, September the 6th. Excellent. So make a whole weekend. I mean, we've talked about possibly doing some sort of gravel rides, uh, maybe on Sunday, maybe on Friday. Mm. Um, yeah. Do we, just, do we just call that the official cross kickoff in Alhambra? I think that that's weekend? the I think that's the the cross kickoff long weekend in Ridgeland. And uh, my birthday is that Wednesday, so so you just go up a day, even a day earlier, Wednesday, September fifth, for Bodie's birthday party. You know what happens on that birthday? Don't turn Masters age. Oh, nice. oh. dude, are you coming for me? <laughs> no, I don't really turn Masters age yet. You're lucky. Uh, it's, I'll be I'll be 38 racing age. Well, so guys, I uh, realize now as I'm looking at the calendar and seeing you know sort of cross practices getting ready to start and cross races and all that. It's like, mm-hmm. I got to get a cross bike. 
Uh, I've got my order in, put my order in quite a bit ago. Uh, the Kind Human Cross Bike is yeah. hopefully on its way. I, I messaged Adam the other day. It's kind of nice to have the cell phone number of the guy whose company is building up your cross bike. And you can just text him like, hey, man, just checking on my bike. And uh, he can send a text message to somebody else and then get back to you. He told me the other day, uh, your bike's been painted It's uh, or, or should be done with uh, paint by the end of the weekend. And I guess that means it goes on to get uh, built up with all the various DI2 bits and pieces, which, uh, I don't know, that shouldn't be too hard, huh, Matt? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's that stuff's, uh, that stuff's super, uh, super easy, yeah. Um, Should we segue, Matt, into your new <laughs> segment? On. Is DI2 as easy as cantilever brakes? <laughs> As is techno time. Uh, yes, as you mentioned, Townsend, uh, and to Bodie's, um, or to your point earlier at the beginning of the podcast, you know, have we been riding lately? No, I haven't been riding. And, uh, uh, but that doesn't mean I haven't been thinking about bikes and doing a lot with bikes. Yeah, well, Bodie said Trek is on the come up, and it's certainly Trek is on the come up in the, uh, in the Sertirio household, I guess. Uh, it is. I, I have almost all the bits. For my bike, you've got the new Boone. You got the frame set. I do. I got the 2018 Boone. Um, I put in what uh, our, our good friend Nate Bats would call a sport bid on uh, on eBay, and, and got it. And I got it. What's a sport bid? It's like you know, you just you just you just bid low on something, and if it comes, see off, what happens. See what happens, uh, and what happened was uh, I won. Now, when you said you got a, is it a Boone Strawberry Hill? Uh, is it Boone's Farm? It's, uh, yes, you, you have to drink Boone. So I want Boone's Farm hand ups while I'm riding it. That can happen. <laughs> so that was definitely one. Well, so Matt, whereas yeah. I am, am am paying an expert, yeah, uh, at the uh, Kind Human Bicycle Company to uh, build up my Di2 uh, yes. Altegra cross bike. Yes. you have taken it upon yourself to be the expert. Well, yes, and I I'm. <laughs> <laughs> very soon found out that I had no expertise whatsoever in Wait, doing this. Really? So you're saying it's a good thing and I didn't ask found, you to build my bike you up. You just found out that you didn't know how to do DI2 on your first build ever? <laughs> Surprising. Yeah, it's been uh, it's you been interesting. You just figured out that your your degree in painting well, let me ask you, help you, <laughs> Matt. Have you have you ever engineer? Have you ever even ridden DI two before? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, and and I'm guessing you've never built up a DI two bike before. Not until this point, no, sir. So how are the instructional YouTube videos uh, coming? Well, they're a lot better than the tiny bit of paper with um, that's half in Japanese that Shimano gives you because yeah. there is <laughs> nothing on there to tell you what to do. Uh, I didn't. I had no idea what should connect to what, and whether things had to be connected in a certain order or anything like that. But apparently they don't, which is kind of cool. You can just basically plug all these bits together. Well, you were gonna you were gonna give us a, you know a little bit of sort of a quick tech talk rundown on all of this. So why don't you you know shoot? Tell all us, right. Tell us tell us what it's all about. So if you are going to get your first Di2 bike, uh, I would highly recommend you do exactly what Townsend has done and get somebody else to do it for you. Uh, that's the takeaway from this segment. That's definitely the takeaway. <laughs> but on that subject, uh, yes, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos 
of guys threading things through tiny holes. Um, that's the biggest issue. Wow. The biggest issue is not the DI2 connection itself. The biggest issue is, is, the fishing line you is all the internal routing. Because I, being my first DI2 build, I decided I would go all in and route everything internally. So I have internally routed handlebars. So everything goes inside those. Um, and getting things to come out, go in one hole and come out the right hole um, is uh, is pretty tricky and uh, swear-inducing. Magnets, how do they work? Magnets, yeah. Well, I did, I used a, a wheel magnet is a good uh, thing that you'll use. Um, an old Dorelia cable that you can use to fish stuff through and then you can tape the thing that you want onto that and fish it through. All that fun stuff. And then the other thing about DI2 that you don't think about beforehand, unlike regular cables, which you cut to whatever length you want, you can't cut a DI2 cable. So you need that DI2 cable to be exactly as long as you need it to I be. actually cut my DI2 cable that went down my seat <laughs> tube by accident when I tried to put my, uh, my uh, saddle back in and, 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 the, and uh, that, the seat post... Uh, yeah, did that work? cut it it actually did i spliced it back together with some electrical tape and really? it's, it's still it's still alive and kicking uh, a year and a half later well speaking of the battery uh what i did last night i got everything plugged together and so i decided i would switch it on and then um a good friend chris weiss has been helping me a lot i went over to his house on thursday night and he sold me a bunch of parts that he wasn't using on his new gravel build. <laughs> he basically bought enough parts for, I think, three bikes, and then he's sending a bunch of it back. But uh, I got the Bluetooth connector. So I got the Bluetooth connector, and then I have it. There's a phone app for it, and it tells you, hey, oh, you need to upgrade the firmware on all these parts. So I clicked upgrade the firmware on all these parts. And at some point during the upgrade process, the battery got bricked. So there was a firmware upgrade for the battery and then that completely got killed. And n this morning, nothing was working at all. Uh, so you have, you have a Bluetooth app for all of your components. Yeah. Can you, can you <laughs> shift gears on the fly with, your, with the app? Uh, you could do all kinds of stuff with, with it. With yeah. Siri, Siri, upshift? Yeah. Siri, engage motor dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's kind of nuts. Yeah, you can do Put all that stuff. Put it to 11. That's right. And But thankfully, the guys at Bayou Bicycles today, I went in there with my battery and stuff, and they, of course, have the shop version of the connector. The heavy-duty the heavy Bluetooth duty. kit. Uh, it's not Bluetooth. Oh, the heavy-duty analog connector kit. The connector kit. Uh, and that with that thing, you can actually plug individual components in and he, they were able to actually um, salvage put, your battery, salvage my battery, and put the firmware on. And now all my firmware is up to date. It's all ready. I'm just waiting for my parts to come in from Trek to GNO Cyclery. Yesterday, I went to. I've used every bike shop in town now. <laughs> I went to Bicycle Michaels yesterday because they had to put on a new bottom bracket for me because the one that it came with was obviously a SRAM one, which has two different size bearings for one for each side. And now, and of course, it's proprietary Trek bottom bracket specification, BB90. So I got that put in. I can put my crank on now. I've got everything almost put together except the few parts from Trek that are about to arrive, hopefully this week, and then I can finish the build. Well, that sounds great. Bike. Wow. Well, yeah. you know what I, do you know what kind of bike stuff I got this week? <laughs> New B-Dons. Oh. 
Funny enough, I was watching Instagram uh, yesterday, and someone posted a video of their insulated bottles. And mm-hmm. I've talked a lot of crap about insulated bottles, but I saw them. I liked their story. I thought it was good content. I said it looked pretty good, so I went and I bought them. And I said, I'll use one, and Emily will use one. I got home. I saw Emily. I said, well, I bought you something today. Don't know if I should tell you. She's like, well, I bought you something too. And so we did a one, two, three, what'd you get? Mm-hmm. We both bought the same thing. Really? Wow. So now we have four Machines for Freedom insulated bottles coming to our house. Okay. Wow. Well, that's why you guys are a power couple. Uh, but no sparkly uh, electrical bits. No so. new bike on your horizon no. boat? Still no, the 2012 still. Crux. No, yeah. 2012 Crux comp. Holding yeah. strong. Yeah. Candy brakes. Yeah, but you're 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 um, you've won more cross races on that Crux than Matt and I will ever win on our Di2 Crux. I want a gravel race on that Crux too. Well, hey guys, um, as you know from when you walked in here, um, I've got my kids here with me at the office, and oh, God, God wow. knows what they're doing while we're in here recording. So I think it's probably time for us yeah. to bid these fine folks who've been listening to us for the last hour and so many minutes. Seven minutes. Uh, adieu for the week and um, and let everyone know that we will be back with an- another episode of the Yeah You Ride podcast in a week or so. Uh, but until then, I'm going to go ahead and sign off saying, this is the T-Bone saying that I've just noticed my daughter has added something to my to-do list in the office here that I have <laughs> written up on uh, on my wall for things I need to do for work. And apparently she's uh, added an item on my to-do list. It says, give Sarah $1 billion. She obviously doesn't know what you I've do. i got my work cut out for me. Yeah. Could could you also give me $1 billion so I can finish my Just build? put it on the to-do list, Matt. It's right okay. there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to put on a to-do list, uh, get professionals to finish my bike build. All right. Well, this is the Bodie Bodie, and my, my to-do list is to get back on the bike and start riding again. Uh, thanks again for listening to the Yeah You Ride podcast. You can give us an email with your questions, comments, concerns at yeahyouride at gmail.com. And please leave us a comment uh, on the Facebook page or leave us a review or a rating on iTunes. Yeah, um, and also, if anyone has any thoughts about questions, topics, comments, yes, anything indeed. for our uh, segment with uh, Jonathan Page, I think we're probably going to try to record that and broadcast it on the podcast, assuming that everyone's okay with that. Mm-hmm. So if you guys have uh, thoughts about what you want to hear us ask or talk about, please uh, send us an email at yeahyouride at gmail.com, and we will be sure to talk to uh, Mr. Page uh, about your question. Good night. Keep spinning. <laughs>